Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 60. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I'm here as usual with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, I'm very excited to be back in the office. We all are. Yeah, right. Um, I was uh, I was at, as you know, I was in Chicago this week. Uh, we're recording today on uh, June 23rd. I was in Chicago for most of the week for the cloud, the 2017 Cloud Identity Summit, which I'll talk about briefly at the end of the podcast. But an interesting issue came up a few times during the course of the event that actually tied in with the agenda at the Cloud Identity Summit about, you know, identity, access management, personal information about individuals. And that that topic, that that story was about the massive voter data exposure uh, at the hands of the Republican National Committee and some uh, consulting and data analytics firms that uh, they were working with uh, last year for the 2016 presidential election. Now, it's, it's worth noting here that the company that found this exposure, UpGuard, they had been doing, their cyber risk team had been doing scans of, I don't know if you remember this, but they had been doing scans uh, of publicly exposed Amazon S3 instances. A lot of companies use Amazon S3. Uh, they, the simple storage service, they, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great cloud service. But as we've pointed out in the past and others have, well, uh, others have pointed out as well, Sometimes you you know you see companies set up these instances in S3, and they forget to impose the proper access control and identity identity management schemes around them, and they think that they're locked out, or they they're they're locking out external visitors or intruders, and they're not. It's wide open. All you really need to do is know the address, the URL, and you go right to it, and there it is. It's wide wide open. And so the, uh, the researcher who found the, the RNC uh, uh, data exposure, uh, Chris Vickery, had just a couple weeks earlier, he had found a major exposure with Booz Allen Hamilton. Booz Allen Hamilton, the defense contractor of notoriety, uh, former employer of Edward Snowden, not, apparently didn't learn much in the intervening years. They put Apparently, they, they put sensitive government document documents, confidential defense documents, in an S3 bucket. And also, these files had employee, Booz Allen Hamilton employee SSH keys, which is a big no-no uh, on top. I mean, that's really the cherry on top of the Sunday. The confidential documents are really the, the, the big issue. And they left them exposed in this S3 instance. And UpGuard you know, issued a report about it, said, hey, you know, people have to lock down their Amazon S3 instances. <laughs> they can't be doing this. And what do we find three weeks later, Peter? What? Uh, yeah, we find uh, nearly 200 million voter uh, database records unsecured, sitting on an AWS S3 instance with no protection whatsoever. So what was your reaction? Like, what, what are your thoughts? Well, so first off, we've, we've covered stories about voter information being uh, accessible in some way yep. in the past. Yes. And as a result of that reporting over the last couple of years, we've discovered that 
Voter data is public data. Yeah. So for the states, you can you should be able to voter go to register data. Yeah. yeah, voter registration data. So so the your name, your address, your right. uh, party affiliation, I believe. Yes. Um, those are and and I believe there's more as far as like whether or not you actually voted may also be. I part believe that's of it. correct. But um, but it doesn't say who you voted. Right. No. No. Yeah. Right. It, as far as we know. Yeah. Um, and it's and it never should. That's a that's, right. that's a foundational uh, uh, part of voting in this country. Um, however, um, so so let me backtrack for a second. Going back, each state may, will make access to the voter registration data available publicly, um, not necessarily not necessarily for free. Some states charge a lot for it. Uh, to discourage people from just downloading it and, and using it for whatever they want to. But the the thing that's appalling in this particular case is it's not just the voter registration data. And it's not even just that it's voter registration data for voters across all of the states. It's that there's an additional amount of information that the uh, RNC Yep. Consultants added in, so there's things, there, there's more personal information. Telephone they, numbers. Telephone numbers, um, whether they're, you know, wh whether they're considered likely to have voted for one uh, candidate or, or, or um, proposition or another. Yep. Um, so they've added a lot of good, valuable information about voters, and then they just leave it out there, sort of like, mm -hmm. uh, uh Having wheelbarrows full of documents, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. you know, storing yeah. them out in the front yard yeah. of your vacation home that you're not going to. Yeah, in. I mean, it it it, it is it's, it is uh, appalling. Let's yeah, say it's it pretty way. bad. It's um, and I'll touch on a point that you you referenced in a minute, but it, it, it according to the report from uh, from UpGuard, and I'll I'll read from it. Quote. In total, the personal information of potentially near all of America's 200 million registered voters was exposed, including names, date of birth, home addresses, phone numbers, voter registration details, as well as data described as modeled voter ethnicities and religions. I mean, and then you, they go into it a little bit deeper where they show sort of the full, um, the full swath according to the spreadsheets that they were able to download, which I believe was about 1.1 terabyte of, uh, of data. So it was a lot of data. Um, and it was a lot of, a lot of modeling, too, about, uh, you know, where, like, where these people lived and, you know, how likely they were to vote and, and et, cetera, et cetera. So a lot of important data for them. So, so yes, like, it's, it's bad because... I don't want my date of birth. I mean, I mean, my date of birth is probably out there already, but I don't want my date of birth and all that other information out there. But it's, it's, you could argue it's more valuable. I mean, the, 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 the data modeling information is more valuable to the RNC and to the firms that, that were involved in, in compiling this research, Deep Root Analytics, Target Point uh, Consulting, and I believe Data Trust was the, was the third one. So they spend... According to this report, they spend a hundred million dollars in this this data operation, accumulating 
all of this voter data and this insight, which they think is, is extremely valuable, and I'm sure it is, to help them win elections, leave it sitting in a data warehouse with no access control, no authorizations, no password protections, nothing. It's literally, so, so Vickery just sits there, he does his scans, he finds the, the, you know, the, the address for it, and it was something simple like DRA-DW, and DW stands for Data Warehouse, DRA, Deep Root Analytics. I mean, it's, it's, it's stunning. It's stunning that you would spend that much money and you would know how valuable the data is that you're sitting on. And for whatever reason, you don't take the appropriate steps to protect it. Um, let me ask you, do, Peter, do you think that this is something that like the firms, the consulting firms in, in this case thought for whatever reason, like they went into this thinking, oh, well, if I do it on Amazon S3, then there's got like, it's not like anybody can just find it or, 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 or something like what other explanation could there be for this? Well, there's you know you can always come up, or I can always, I always seem to be able to come up with excuses and yes, explanations. So it's a lifelong journey of skill building it on really my is. part. Yeah, but the um, so yeah so how did that happen? Well, okay, as you suggest, maybe somebody the person who set it up. Uh, may not have been, you know, may not be a trained IT person or a yep. cybersecurity person or uh, a technologist of any kind. And they, you know, they they took what they understood to be a re reasonably safe route to put their data up. So that's one option. Another option is that somebody, that same person, for perhaps, instead of setting it up themselves, could have asked somebody else to set up the, the, the bucket for them exactly. and said, look, I just need a place to store some data for a while without going into the details of what actually the data was. Um, so there, yeah. that could have been a case where the person said, oh, you just need a, a simple storage for you know, sharing data with like three people. So here's how you do it. When you're done, let me know and I'll turn it off. And the, and the person who was responsible for it never notified the person who set it up that they were done with it. Yeah. Um, it could also be a case where the person who set it up might not have the training to know that you're supposed to put controls on it. Right. Because this stuff is all pretty easy these right. days. You know, we, we've covered, we, we just covered citizen technologists and the whole yeah, uh, do-it-yourself IT uh, development oh, God, yeah. movement. I mean, computers are getting, it's no longer the, 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 the um, the sole venue of, of the the, yeah. the nerds in white coats and and black glasses carrying around, you know the it, clipboards. It's, it's true. It's, it's true. But on the other hand, and and we had this discussion on on our you know news channel on Slack, and Mike pointed out, well, you know, that, that like should they have known? Uh, because, I, w I mean, I, I guess that's a fair point because. Um, if, you, if you're just a polling firm or whatever, I guess maybe you wouldn't know. But these are data analytics firms that, I mean, if they know enough to put something on, you know, spin up an Amazon instance, I'm not sure why they wouldn't know that, you know, you know they're, not, they're not technology ignorant, but I guess they're security ignorant because they forgot to, to put any controls over, 
over their their S3 bucket. And and I want to read something from um, uh, Mike's story. Michael Heller, senior reporter, search security, wrote a story about this and talked to a number of people about you know how did this happen and and what do you make of it and. Um, Itzik Manton, uh, director of security, uh, uh, security research at Imperva, said something interesting, and I want to read it here. Quote, in order to test whether a bucket is public, the only thing you need to, to know is the bucket name, he said. A malicious actor that is interested in a specific organization can try various guesses for names related to the target, and if the bucket is misconfigured, as it was in this case, the right guess will lead to data exposure. So, right, so he's saying basically, it's not like somebody can just stumble across this. They have to, you know, try. They have to guess the name. But you think about this: like, it's it's it was it was not secret that these data analytics firms were were Republican oriented and that they were working on this. This is something that's been in the press. So if you wanted to get this data, if you were an opposition team for the DNC or the Democrats, or whether you were an enemy government, all you would really need to do is, oh, I know that this this firm deep root analytics like if i know that they're doing it all i have to do is try variations of a name for the bucket and then you're off to the races well, exactly it's it's an enumeration problem and i can totally i can totally visualize an attacker or a researcher sitting down writing a script that enumerates all the different exactly how combinations of, of 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 characters from you know one character up to say six or eight or ten even, and just trying them and yeah. getting a report that, that shows which one come back come which ones come back uh, with the right response right, code and right. then go look at those. I mean, it, it's not rocket science no. or brain surgery. No, and it's not a zero day either. No. Um, it's a, so, it's a, it's a, it's an unforced error as they say in sports and it's one that I mean I, I hope people learn the lesson of of these you know the Booz Allen Hamilton and this this breach because misconfiguring these cloud resources I mean everyone's using them and you think how easily they can be spun up um, and and to have something like this happen with the data that you know I mean that's a crown jewel and you just leave it out there it's just it's unbelievable and I want to before we close on this, I want to just um, give a shout out to the, the UpGuard team and, and um, Chris Vickery in, in particular, because, you know, he, he found this. He found the Booz Allen Hamilton uh, exposure. He found um, a breach of electoral data in Mexico and the Philippines. And, and uh, the RNC breach here that far outweighs those. But he's becoming like he, he, I was I was reading this and I was thinking, He's almost becoming like a the Tavis Ormandy of, of cloud exposures, I guess. So kudos to UpGuard and to Vickery for finding this. But also to your point, if he can do it, what's to say attackers can't do it? And before we, we end this episode, I just want to tie this back in, Peter, with some things that I learned from uh, the Cloud Identity Summit in Chicago this week, which I know you're dying to know. I am. So I did ask a few people about this, you know, this incident. And one of them in particular was the keynote speaker of the event, Valerie Plame, of, you know, formerly of the CIA, uh, covert CIA officer who was, unfortunately, um, her identity was revealed due to a uh, Bush administration leak to the press. Um, and George W. Bush. George W. Bush, yes. Right. That uh, happened in 2003. If yes, I 2003. It was a long time ago, but um, 
But yes, uh, so she spoke about sort of the geopolitical um, cybersecurity picture, um, uh, nation state attacks. I wrote a story about how she said, you know, this, this whole sphere is changing and they're going after information and not necessarily financial gain or cyber sabotage and blowing up a, 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 a energy grids, but political influence. And so, I mean, that brings us to the point of, of this database, having this exposed. She said something really interesting. She said, she said, you know, this is more important than credit card numbers or bank accounts or any of that because that's all protected. Like if you if you can show that you're the victim of fraud, no harm, no foul, they're gonna, they're gonna, but this information is out there and it can be used for nefarious purposes, especially with all the, the, the insight to the, that the data offers, the data modeling and, the, and you know, they're gauging how likely you are to support Trump or how likely you are to turn out and all this, this, these little insights that are valuable to this operation. Now it could potentially be in the hands of an adversary to the RNC and you don't know, you have no confirmation of, because it's not a breach, it was an exposure. Uh, and I just thought that was really interesting how valuable data like this is to, to attach to a person's identity too. It's not just voting patterns. Like you can say, hey, Peter Lotion, here's, here's your likely voting history, your voting activity, all your personal information, your age, and they can do all these, all the, all the, the guesswork around that. That's pretty accurate. I mean, so they, UpGuard went with, um, they, they, they confirmed with third parties. They, they uh, talked to people in the press. They tested the data to make sure, is this accurate? And they're, people are sitting there going, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> they're, they're guesswork here. They're modeling. So it just, it, it, it's a scary thought to think that there's that much information out there and, and, and the extra information that can be deducted or, or guessed, accurately guessed from just those, those little aspects of public data. And it's, it's, it's concerning and it has big implications for our online identities, whether it's for voting or whether it's just for e-commerce or our enterprise identities. It's, it's something that's gonna, I think we're gonna be looking at down the road in a big, big way. Uh, and, and how that information can be weaponized. That was a new thing. The, the, weaponization of, of, of information around your identity. You know I'm paranoid. I do. Like that got me extremely paranoid. Uh, Ian Glazer from uh, Salesforce who's in charge of uh, identity for uh, Salesforce uh, also did a keynote where he talked about you know, uh, identity weaponization and it's, it's a chilling thought and I, I'm not very I'm not very optimistic that we're gonna learn any big lessons from this. I don't know about you, Peter. No, well, you, you're generally more optimistic. I, I generally am optimistic that we'll learn small lessons mm. and incremental lessons. And it's probably gonna get a little worse before it gets better overall. But I think a lot of the, a lot of the uh, experts that I follow on Twitter, for example, mm. tend to say things like, it's an ongoing, issue is something that, that it, it, you know we continue baby to, steps baby steps exactly um rather than you know and and i should you know as always we should note that it's never going to be solved completely there's no such thing as 100 percent security sure so given that i'll settle for you know 99 or 95 and getting better percent um 
with the goal of, of going, you know, 99.9 or yep. 99.9999. Mm-hmm. Let's get five nines in there. So, um, but for the most part, if you if if you take proper precautions, then you're probably going to be okay, more or less, unless you're a target of some sort, in which mm. case you have to be even more yeah. cautious. Yeah, you and I aren't a target, but I, I don't know. I, uh, I wonder about higher profile individuals, elected officials, celebrities, CEOs. So, well, Peter, Rob. thank you for discussing this with me. We'll have future topics from uh, Cloud Identity Summit to, to talk about on future episodes. And uh, I'm sure the latest in nation state hacking and all the other stuff we've been tracking recently and uh, election interference and whatnot. But thank you, as usual, for sitting in here with Chernobyl and a nice, calm, quiet episode, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. (laughs) And it's always good to be here. I should I should add that. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And thank you to the listeners and readers out there of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.